Hi loves, before we dive into episode eight, I wanted to let you know that at the end of this show, I am sharing some really great pieces of news about my small group intensive, The Riverside. I hope you will stay tuned to listen to them. And if you want to know more about The Riverside, please check it out at lisahaddlestead.com slash the hyphen Riverside. This will also be in the show notes. And if you have any questions that you want answered, please feel free to reach out to me at lisa at lisahaddlestead.com. Here's the show. To all the wounded healers, the visionaries, helpers, seekers, creatives, and heart-centered deep feelers, welcome to the show. Prairie Visionary Soul is a weekly roundtable of love for the soul curious. Whether you're a coach or other practitioner or on your own path to healing, with real conversations about everything from mysticism to mindset, from our bodies to spirituality, from relationships, family and career, to connecting with our intuition and navigating tricky identity shifts. This is the place to come together, dig deep, laugh our asses off, heighten our self-awareness, and lift one another up as women, as wounded healers, as potent, courageous, visionary forces for good in our world. I'm Lisa Haddlestead, Master Coach and host of Prairie Visionary Soul, and I am so happy to get to spend this time with you today. Let's dive in. Hey, loves. Welcome to episode eight of the Prairie Visionary Soul podcast with Lisa Haddlestead. So how are you all doing today? I'm asking because I care, because I think about you, and because so many of my clients, my colleagues, my friends, and myself <laughs> have been saying, God, I just feel so tired so exhausted, and I don't even know why. And that's certainly been the case for me lately. I think I shared last week that there have been times when I am writing content and literally fall asleep. Um, one day I even kept typing when I had basically fallen asleep. And um, the product of that was really, really interesting because I basically was transcribing what I was beginning to dream. So, so interesting. But it's also felt like a real problem for me. I think specifically because I um, have opened up my very first group for registration. I've done facilitation in other um, people's groups. I'm super excited to be doing my own group for the very first time. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. And right now, because it's new, and figuring out how to um, spotlight it, market it, if you will, talk about it in a way that people connect with feels really, really hard for me. For those of you who are interested in astrology, both Chiron and Saturn sit for me in a place in my natal chart 
that have everything to do with communication. And one of the recurring issues that come up that comes up for me is the fear of not being understood and the fear of not saying something right and possibly being misunderstood. That has been showing up for me big time. It's just feeling especially hard. I love to write. I love to talk. It's usually not a problem for me, but there is so much resistance every time I sit down to record or to um, type out an email, let's say. And it's not the kind of resistance like, oh, I don't want to do this and I'm mad that I have to. That kind of resistance definitely shows up in places in my life, but this is very different. It's the, I don't have anything right now. And the inner editor that the minute I say or write one sentence, I'm already questioning myself. So this has been really interesting because it's kind of like the universe saying, haha, Lisa, let's really see how much of your own work you know and embody. So this is what I'm doing today. I'm recording this podcast late. I am not using a script at all. I am just going to talk and it's going to be what it is. And as much as I'm all for clarity and I'm all for finding ways to talk about things that are relatable and understandable by others, I also recognize that getting into this hyper-perfectionistic mode of the quote-unquote right way to say things and really believing that if I don't have exactly the right words or I have any questions about anything I'm saying that I am doing it wrong and it's going to end in disaster, none of that is serving me. So this podcast kind of connects to some of what I talked about in the special episode I dropped that was all about the Riverside. Um, Because in that special episode, I was talking about the phenomenon of collective trauma, of we as a society feeling really overwhelmed and having this upheaval of having whatever understanding that we've cultivated of the way the world works and our place in the world and what's right and what's wrong and what's safe and unsafe. All of that has kind of been thrown into the mixer in these past couple of years and stirred up. And we're having to process a lot of new information and a lot of feelings and a lot of feelings that don't feel that transient because the circumstances don't feel that transient. And we haven't, um, a lot of us just haven't yet found a place to settle in. And I don't know that we're supposed to. There are liminal times when we are just going to feel really unsettled because we haven't found a resting place for our thoughts that makes sense for us. And to me, this all just makes so much sense. So yeah, if you are feeling a little bit like I'm feeling, maybe that's a part of it. 
And I was thinking so much about why am I tired when I'm getting enough rest? And I was talking to my husband about it. And I was saying, it's not that I think I need to work less and rest more right now. Maybe that's true. In a way, I think that's always true for all of us. Um, But it's not really the actual way that I'm spending my time as it is more how I'm perceiving how my time is spent and kind of what's going on within me as I spend that time. And I found myself saying to my husband that it's not sleep I need, it's deep rest. And when I said that, he thought I said depressed. And that brought me back to... um a passage in one of Martha Beck's books or articles where she compared the two too. And I did really unpack that um, because the deep rest that I really am craving has everything to do with just shutting down in a world where shutting down doesn't really feel like a viable option. And as a woman who has contended with depression for a good portion of my life, what I have found is that depression kind of takes away some of our choice about shutting down. Like we just start shutting down. And I do find this so fascinating because the deep rest that I'm craving is just being offline, literally, but also figuratively, like just not being on all of the time. I was a very vigilant child. It was a skill that I acquired out of necessity, um, learning to look for the smallest little change in somebody's facial expression or in their body language or in their tone of voice to alert me to the possibility of, you know, one of the adults in my household is going to have a meltdown. And it was always possible that that meltdown was going to be aimed at me. So I learned how to read and interpret. Sometimes I was right, sometimes I was wrong, but I did get very good at it. And that carried over into my adult life, most certainly, that needing to interpret everything about people's reactions and expressions and tones of voice whenever they're in 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 engagement with me. Like, am I safe here? Is it okay to be me here? And lately, it hasn't been feeling okay to be me sometimes. My interpreter is on overload. And the shutting down has everything to do with getting away from that hyper vigilance. 
because it is absolutely exhausting. Imagine being on guard all of the time. And it's not just how I show up, um, my visibility online or with my clients or out in public. It shows up for me even in the smallest ways, like at home. I'm alone a lot because of Paul's work schedule, but that alone time is also when I work and when I do errands and kind of take care of the things that I need to do. So it's not this space of solitude where I can just quote unquote, let down my guard. And then when Paul gets home from work, there's the energy that I end up expending just being around another person. And I want to be really clear here, (laughs) partially because Paul listens to these podcasts, but he gives me all the space I need or want. That energy expenditure, part of it is just the natural exchange of energy that takes place between people in close proximity. And also so much of it is just coming from that tendency I have to be vigilant, to be on guard, to be really, really aware of myself and how I might be being perceived. So perhaps you're seeing a theme here. We have busy minds, and those busy, vigilant minds are the way they are for probably some really good reasons. But when we're not tending to them, when we're just very vigilant, trying to protect ourselves from other people's judgment, other people's negative reactions, Um, being hurt by somebody, being abandoned by somebody, whatever is kind of going on within us that we want to protect ourselves with, it is exhausting. So I know that I have more work to do. And I think this being kind of feeling like I'm depressed because I need deep rest, as frustrating that Um, you know, as frustrating as it is to be going through this when I kind of want to be on it (laughs) and get a lot of stuff done. It's also a really beautiful thing because I'm really starting to see aspects of myself that have been hidden from me. Um, parts of me that are really making myself tired and really, haven't been willing to give myself a freaking break in the way that I need it most. So going forward, one thing I know for sure is that I need to create space for solitude. Very different from being alone. Like I said, I'm alone quite a bit, at least on weekdays, but it's not the same thing as solitude. And One thing that I've been thinking about is just creating a series of um, opportunities for me to get out of my own house, because when I'm in my house, my brain always wants to go to what needs to be done, what needs to be attended to. 
etc., etc., and instead just get away so that I can just be all by myself, drop that rope, let down my guard. And I'm going to create those opportunities. I think that they're going to be amazing. And I can also see that I need and want to create that sense of solitude for myself, that sense of, oh, I can just be myself. I can just put down the rope. I can just feel at ease in my own body. I need to create that within myself as well. I don't always need the circumstance of being alone somewhere that isn't my home because I want to feel more easy in my home with the people I love. And I know it's not going to happen overnight. A lot of this I've been aware of at some particular level, but now that it's really close to the surface, now that I can really bring light to it, I know that I am just going to need to catch myself in my own vigilance and give myself permission to put it down again and again and again as new neural pathways form around that. It's going to take as long as it takes, and that's okay. And in the meantime, I don't have to shut all the way down because that kind of shutdown, as tempting as it feels at sometimes, is not going to be what ultimately is for my own greatest good. What I need to do is create containers of shutdown, give myself permission to turn the off switch, the on-off switch off. So my friends, I hope that there was something in this little ramble of my own experience that is resonating for you. Um, Maybe you need to be able to flip your own on-off switch. Maybe you need to create solitude for yourself, both externally and internally too. Maybe you need to give yourself permission to put down your guard more often. I'd love to hear any of your thoughts and your experiences um, after having listened to this episode. And before I go, a couple of things that I really want to share with you. One is that last week I had a very powerful conversation with um, the very wise and wholehearted author and coach Karen C.L. Anderson. And Karen's work in the world is helping adult women use their relationships with their difficult mother as a catalyst for growth, wisdom, and creativity. And if you know me at all, you know that mother or lack of mother is a central theme in my history, in my life. So suffice it to say that I am really, really excited about that episode dropping next week. It's going to be episode nine, and it is going to be so good. The other thing I want to say is that my eight-week small group intensive, The Riverside, is open for registration, and I'm adding live bonus classes with additional guest instructors that 
just make me want to burst with glee. So Karen Hawkwood has been on the itinerary in the plan right from the very beginning. And can I just say that the amazingness that is KJ Sassy Pants, as Karen often calls herself, is worth the course investment alone in my way of thinking. And I've also, um, I'm also bringing in my gorgeous, brilliant friend, Dr. Sonia Wright. She's the midlife sex coach. She is going to be talking about accessing your sensuality. Another beloved friend and amazing master coach, author, mindfulness teacher is Janet Archer. And Janet's coming into the group to teach um, some mind-body work in the way that only Janet can teach it. I know it is going to be so nourishing and so rich. I also have plans to add at least one more guest instructor bonus class, so I will keep you informed. If you're not already subscribed to my emails, um, go to my homepage, lisahaddlestead.com, and get subscribed so you can get those updates on the Riverside as soon as they happen. Um, I also want to say that if you've been wanting to register for the Riverside, but the time and day that um, the group work is scheduled for is not working out for you, I want you to know that I am working on alternatives. My goal is to open up a second option that's going to work for as many people as possible. So I would love to hear from you if you are one of those people. What would work for you? Let me know. Give me some options. One more piece of news on the Riverside is that I have decided to extend my 15% discount because, to be honest, I have been super slow for the reasons I talked about in this podcast about getting information out there. And extending that discount just feels right to me. It feels good. So I want you to know that you haven't missed a deadline. You can still take advantage of that discount. And if a payment plan would suit you better than paying the entire investment up front, a payment plan is available. And if you need something special, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at lisa at lisahaddlestead.com. Let me know what you need. I would love to hear it and am happy to try to um, work things out so that you can be a part of this group because I'm telling you, um, as hard as it has been to talk about it and write about it and market it the way my brain is telling me I have to, I am so incredibly proud and just feel so honored to be even able to do this work with you all. It is going to be amazing. It's such worthy work, and I really would love if you would join us. Okay. That is what I have to say for this week. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you're tired, how can you create some deep rest?
for yourself, some solitude, whether that solitude is external or internal, or probably both. All right, everyone. See you next week. I love you. Bye. You've been listening to Prairie Visionary Soul Podcast with Lisa Haddlestead. I'd love to hear about anything that resonated with you from today's or any past show. Join me on Instagram at Lisa underscore Haddlestead to be part of the community conversation or visit me at lisahaddlestead.com to learn more and sign up for my email updates.